Hi, everyone. Hello. Happy 2024. The new that's year. huge. I know. That's a big year. Big Feels number. Like just yesterday was 2000 and I was being born. But yeah, I wasn't there. Here. I wasn't there yet. So um, I don't like that. I'm 2001. So oh. where were you then? I was still alive. <laughs> As <laughs> I am think. right now. Yeah, me too. It was a great year, though. It was um, a great. Take me back. I uh, hear. I hear it was great. Um, welcome to Banterly. <laughs> yes, a podcast hosted by Gen Z for Gen Z. Yeah, as made evident by our birth years, which yes. we have told you without you asking. <laughs> we are here to discuss all things pop culture, TikTok yes. trends, give our hot takes and opinions on things, film and TV. Are film, those TV, things culture, all of the above? What we're doing in the mornings, our morning routines, everything. Do you guys want that? <laughs> yeah, we can give it to you. We'll run it down. Just a little bit about me, and then a little bit about you. Oh, good. My name is Aiden. I'm from the great city of St. Louis, Missouri. St. Yay, Midwest. Louis. I love being from the middle. I just graduated from NYU. I studied, well, I graduated actually a while ago from NYU. It's almost a year at this point, like seven oh, months. Oh, a year? Oh, yeah. oh well, okay, it was true. May to uh, January. Math. Yes. I forgot how that works. Um, okay. But I studied journalism and anthropology. I love writing. I love fashion. I love design. And I love pop culture. So that's why I'm here. That's beautiful. How about it's, you? Yeah. Oh, thank you for this very in-depth question. I love to talk about myself. That's number one about me. Yes, my name is Aditi Aditi. If that's easier for you, it often is. And that's usually what I go with. I also graduated back in May. Barnard College, anyone? Uh, I studied political economics and I did a lot of sketch comedy, stand-up comedy. I now do it around the city. And I also am deeply into pop culture and movies and TV, and I love to give my opinion. And so I'm very excited to be here with my dear friend Aiden. Yay! So many opinions. So many opinions, ultimately. <laughs> That's my what opinion! Oh, yeah, we need to bring yeah. that back. We're going to start off each episode <clears throat> with a little question of the day. The question of today mm-hmm. is, what are your guilty pleasures? You know, I I thought about this mm-hmm. for a while um, because it's guilt, kind of a hard question. To yeah, like. it's very difficult. Guilt is an interesting thing to unpack. Um, I do it with my therapist every week. It's hard to think of your guilty pleasures because what pleasures you you shouldn't be guilty of. Yeah. But what's your guilty? What's pleasure? my guilty pleasure? This is a pleasure that. Is guilty, but it's also freeing <laughs> and fabulous. And mm. my guilty pleasure is Zillow stalking people online. I am just a naturally very curious person. And so when I meet someone new or see someone on the side of the street, I'm like, I wonder where they live. I wonder where they grew up. Naturally, and yeah. not in like a judgmental, creepy way, but I just no. genuinely like, I love homes. I love design. Uh-huh. I. Just want to see where you where you grew up. And it turned into like a, a thing where, oh, if my friends need to know something about someone, whether it's a potential suitor or mm. an ex-best Classic. friend, yeah. 
I'm responsible for not only finding out where they grew up, but finding out every single thing about them. I go to their great-grandma Shirley's <laughs> Facebook. I go to their LinkedIn. I go to their parents' businesses website. I'm like, <laughs> I, and then I... You've got it all. Oh, yeah. I have all my different resources. I'm tapped in, and then I give them a little a little breakdown of exactly who this person is. Like a PowerPoint is. presentation. Exactly. All about, yeah, there you go. And I don't need much. Sometimes I just need a first name. Last names are helpful, but not necessary anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> as long as I have, you know, something to go off of, I can really, I can really, you know, shine. You can uncover so, a lot of information. Yeah, I can. Okay. And it's fun to see houses. It's fun to see I love to see a home. From. I know. Yeah, it tells you, yeah, you get to learn a lot it's about like, a wow, person. Yeah. I love to know where people... And uh, that's my guilty pleasure, and I I love it. If writing doesn't work out, I'm going to be a private investigator or a realtor. (laughs) I can can do either. Or HGTV, if anyone anyone out there. (laughs) I am the next property builder. Yeah, there you go. You can be one of those. Just me, yeah. I love that. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh, my guilty pleasure. Okay. Um, I don't know if on TikTok, I don't know if we're in the same circles (laughs) on that app for me sometimes whenever i scroll i get a lot of teeth just yeah okay i that that requires more information right um i I get a lot of digitized versions of dental procedures um whether it's removing a cavity Hmm. i've gotten wisdom teeth removal Putting in of braces onto teeth is something that I I see. And I really enjoy that. I think they're meant to be like ASMR type videos, like pulling the cavity. Like they, you see the drilling happen and they Mm -hmm. like take out a piece of the tooth and they remove it and then they fill it with that silver stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. not a dentist. I don't know what is actually happening. But it feels good when I watch it. And based on your reaction, I should feel guilty. Uh, (laughs) Hey, this is a judgment-free zone, but... Yeah, maybe that. I mean, uh, I've never seen that before. You know, I've, I can I, send some over. I think I, you know, yeah. I don't even think you need to because the way that our phones listen, my phone has heard you talk True. about that, and my for you page. Once I get home, will be teeth videos. Because this is our first episode, the premiere of Banterly, we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about some of the subjects that we would be talking about and kind of why we were drawn to a project like this. Like, yeah, what is Banterly? Like we said in the beginning, it's pop culture talk. It's TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's TV. It's movie. It's that celebrity gossip that's been going on. It's everything that yeah. a lot of our generation likes to hear about and Mm -hmm. so it's just a space to have discussions that connect those fun things to like real world issues and cultural commentary on how our generation eats sleeps breathes drinks and dare i say banters i like what you did there weaving it in yeah i like that yeah Yeah. just a little something we'll do here (laughs) on banterly (laughs) I'm already talking about this stuff with my friends. I might as well talk to it with the friends around the nation. Around the nation. Yeah, we're all friends now. We're all friends now. Welcome to the circle. Hi. So, like we said, TV, movies, culture, and in this episode, we're going to be diving into a topic that is a very natural topic. Sex. 
Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that was the end of that. All right. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about two pretty iconic Gen Z shows that have kind of oh yeah made their marks on the culture. We, we have, definitely have sex education, and mm-hmm. we have these sex lives of college girls. Yeah, I personally am a big fan of both of these shows. We'll just start off talking about sex education. Wish my mom was a sex guru. So, why don't you start by telling me your earliest memory of your scrotum? Trust me, you don't. This show started in 2019. I was so deeply in love with the show from the start. Let's get into a little summary for those who might be unaware. It follows Otis, our main character, lo- lovely man, but deeply, deeply awkward. We're in yeah. high school. We're in secondary school, actually. Uh, I in should mention that we're in the UK now. So we're in the UK. All right. And we have Otis, his mom, fun fact, sex therapist. Huge. So he grows up in this environment and he, despite being very awkward, is able to give a lot of fantastic advice regarding sexual intimacy, romantic intimacy, and he opens up an underground sex clinic in his secondary school with Maeve, another lovely, lovely character. And we get to see this really beautiful coming-of-age story for so many, so many characters mm. in high school as they grapple with questions about sex, mm. how to do it, how to feel normal about it, yeah. uh, what if you don't want to have sex? These are all topics that I think are not as openly discussed as they are in the show. And the show does it in a really sensitive and honestly beautiful way, I feel. We follow a lot of characters through their journey with their own identities. I feel like we cover a lot of identities in uh, a diverse way in the show. Like one of the things that just comes to the top of my head for me is Florence, who's one of the characters, big characters in season one. We get to see her come to an understanding that she might be asexual and that's Mm. okay why don't you start by telling me how you feel when you think about having sex i don't feel anything i have no connection to it it's sort of like i'm surrounded by a huge feast with everything i could want to eat but i'm not hungry And I don't know, I just, I really love how this show covers things that just don't get talked about enough. And again, I think this comes on a wave where media is touching subjects that allow younger viewers, like again, I think this has a very Gen Z audience. Mm -hmm. I feel like young people can watch the show and feel very seen by the stories that are represented in it. And you can't, you unfortunately can't say that with a lot of shows. But again, I think this one is at the forefront of that when it comes to sexual identity, mm-hmm. gender identity. What was your take on the show? So a little story. I recently watched this show for the first time this past week. I was very late to the game. I tried to watch it back in 2019 when it aired. I think I must have been, I was on a plane alone, so I must have been maybe going to college or coming back for a break Mm -hmm. or something. And I downloaded it on my phone. I was like, oh, I have a show. People love this show. I can't wait to watch this show. I'm watching it on the plane with my little phone out. And 
you know, that first scene is uh-huh. just two yeah. naked people having sex. And it I is. shut my phone so fast because I did not want someone next to me to think that I was, <laughs> I don't know what I didn't want them to you think. You can't really but I, explain that. It's not, yeah. I, that's not, it's a show that no. you can watch at least, like, at least the beginning part alone. Alone would be a good and choice. I, and so I never went, I never went back. I was like, I'm not going to watch this yeah. on this plane. And then I just never got back to it until this week. But I'm obsessed with it, uh-huh. and it's funny. There's interesting characters, oh, and yeah. kind of like what you said, it it portrays the the realness of young people's sexual awakenings and how, and they really show how awkward and uncomfortable oh, it is. Yeah. Like a lot of shows uh-huh. in the past have like made sex very glamorous, and like everybody automatically yeah. knows what they're doing. And so uh-huh. when you're watching those with a young impressionable mind you're like oh I got this like right. if that it's gonna be so beautiful and I'm gonna look so good and it's right. gonna be so nice but then this show it's like oh no 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 like it's awkward and some things don't work right and then uh-huh. you have to figure it out yeah I think about that in contrast to like euphoria which I mm. was also a fan of but doesn't that also take place in high school technically very <laughs> like, different high school what? euphoria high school is that's not real <laughs> I don't believe in that with sex education, we get a more real, a real take on it. And that's, yeah. I think, really important in real media. And, and honestly, like, it's a pretty diverse show. When I first watched oh, it, yeah. I was like, oh, story about another little white boy, blah, 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 blah. I feel <laughs> yeah. so bad. But then I'm like, oh, my God, wait. It's it, it feels very diverse without making it feel like they're just trying to plop different diversity things in yeah. just to make it diverse. This was something I was thinking about with season four, especially. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even about sex but i think it shows how media has really evolved in season four there's just this incredible subplot of isaac isaac is another character that gets introduced through the show Mm -hmm. and he's in a wheelchair and there's just a subplot in season four when they get to college spoiler alert that's just what comes after secondary school uh and (laughs) You know, the elevators are always broken in this college. And mm-hmm. there's just, you see, at first it's very subtle. Like, he just, he can't go to class because the elevators aren't broken and the school isn't accessible enough for him. And then eventually, you know, he mobilizes the student body to be like, hey, spaces need to be more accessible for people who aren't privileged enough to be able to walk. Mm-hmm. And it's just even small things like that. I think the show is doing a fantastic job of, like you said, being diverse without it feeling like, oh, we're just going to include this for the sake of including it. Yeah. It has a purpose and it's Mm -hmm. making... It feels very natural. It's very natural and they're making a very important point that, again, I don't really see happening in many other shows. I I agree. And I think that it allows people to identify with so many different characters. And especially, like, I think about... I think back to how I was in 2019 when Uh I was attempting to watch this show for the first time and how, wow, like maybe I should have kept watching it because me going into college, very inexperienced, very Uh like naive, very innocent little Aiden and (laughs) seeing a show that like, oh, like that's okay, like. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, everybody's doing all these things in these high school shows, but I haven't done anything. Like, am I behind? Uh But to see a show like this now being... 23. Whoa. Let's sit with that. Yeah. Okay. Moment of silence for my youth. Just kidding. I'm very, very (laughs) much still young. (laughs) But I wish I would have kept with it. I'm I'm glad I get to watch it now, but it's great for young people who were like me that like, 
everybody's journey is different. There's no right way to grow up and experience these things. Everything is unique and different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I I also feel that way. I think college in general, I really like what you just said, though, about like not having a lot of experience in high school and then going into college. Mm-hmm. I think our next show, Sex Lives of College Girls, I feel like that show deals with that topic in a really resonant way of you know a lot of people have their first experiences in college and that's a lot of people don't totally yeah all of that is totally normal Mm -hmm. and guess what in college you're still awkward I'm still awkward now. Very much so. Out of college, and I, you will I've graduated, to be awkward. and I unfortunately think um, this is just who I am as a person, and we'll deal with that on a different time. But yeah, sex lives of college girls. Yeah. You had a one night stand. I know. That is the sexiest thing I've ever heard. You know those girls that are like confident. Yeah, I hate them. Me too. I just pretended to be one of them. I still think sex is better when it's with someone you love and it's an expression of your commitment. So, Sex Lives of College Girls. The name, it's all in the name, really. It's a show about four college freshman girls. They are randomly placed as roommates, and it kind of just follows their school lives, their personal lives, as they're adjusting to this new experience coming from all sorts of different backgrounds. Like I said, there's four girls at the prestigious Essex College in Vermont. Mm-hmm. One of those, ba- aren't they called baby ivies? Like like Amherst yeah. or like those types of like New England vibes. Right. Essex College, the fictional prestigious university. Um, <laughs> so there's Bella. Mm. There's Whitney. Mm-hmm. There's Layton and there's Kimberly. Bella is inexperienced but sex positive. She yeah. loves talking about sex. She's she very loves. open about sex and mm-hmm. she's trying to be... A comedian, a comedic writer. And then there's Whitney. Her mom is a senator. She is a soccer player. And then there's Layton, played by Renee Rapp. She is the classic, like, I don't want to say Nepo baby, but it's a what's legacy student. Her dad went there, mm-hmm. donated a bunch of buildings. She's very preppy from New York and is a closeted lesbian. And so she's working that Huge. out. And then lastly, there is Kimberly the low-income student from Arizona, played by Timothy Chalamet's sister, Pauline. And Kimberly is silly. I was watching an episode last night, <laughs> and obviously Kimberly had not experienced a lot in terms of sex and just life things because she was from a very small white yeah, town. And right. it was hilarious when she went up to Kanan, a black character, and was like, oh, I, I just want to let you know I love Jay-Z. I, <laughs> I, I love what he's doing. I think he's, yeah, he's not just a singer. He's like a visionary. Say. Do you like Jay-Z? Yeah, I I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think his music is so dope. And some would say he's more than a musician. He's like a prophet, too. Okay. So really, these girls come from all different walks of life Mm -hmm. and are kind of navigating growing up. And any thoughts on the girls, the girlies, the show? So one thing about me, um, I am brown. (laughs) <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so any anytime Mindy Kaling comes out with a show, mm-hmm. I'm like, I am owed royalties in some way because this is actually immediately about me and my life. Um, Bella, annoying Indian girl who wants to go into comedy. <laughs> um, Mindy, <laughs> when did we talk? I would remember this. When, when, when did this happen? Um, no, I, I really like the show. I will say in the K 
Kaling universe. Mm-hmm. This might be my least favorite of all mm, of them. Okay. I think only because of how annoying I do find Bella. <laughs> I don't I don't like her as a character, unfortunately. I don't know if you agree. But I I don't know, like with Never Have I Ever, mm. the Mindy project, like I I was able to really empathize with those characters, but then mm. sometimes Bella would just do things and I'd be like, girl, girl why are you doing that? Girl, stop it yeah, <laughs> immediately. For sure. Um, but a lot of people are, number one, mad that Mindy is seemingly making the same shows over and over, over, again. And over again. Mm-hmm. Namely with Never Have I Ever, which is high school and then Sex Lives with College Girls, which is arguably <clears throat> Never Have I Ever, but in college. One could say yeah. that. I, and I, I, I would understand why one would say that. And then one could also say that the Mindy Project is just the same thing, but, but she has a life. job now. <laughs> um, so I, I, I understand. I do understand the criticism, mm-hmm. and I think it's fair. Um, but then that, I don't know. I was talking about it with a lot of my friends too, and I don't know if you, what your thoughts are, but I'll, I'll just give mine first. But mm-hmm. I, I think. There aren't a lot of brown people in this space. Mm-hmm. I can maybe only name some on this one little hand. Aditi is currently holding her left hand with five fingers out. And I think that one singular person, I think when they're writing, they write based on their own personal experiences. Yeah. And a lot of People in the Indian community, based on what I was saying, were saying that, you know, I don't relate to any of these shows. Mindy is making the same show over and over, and in none of them do I feel represented, which is a very fair critique. But my counter to that is one brown creator cannot represent the whole brown community, the entire community. Yeah. And where I think the issue is, is that we just need to uplift more brown creators in this space mm-hmm. and i think by having more more people make more shows and more people can be represented and again i think a lot of her shows are similar because she's drawing from her own experience and a lot of the critique was it's always like a brown character falling in love with a nerdy little white boy, white boy. And-, and isn't that <laughs> so i know that she hasn't publicly said who mm-hmm. her baby daddy is is that a term I can use, baby daddy? I think I'm going to use the father yeah, of her child. The father of her child. The father of her child. Colloquially, um, colloquially I can say that word. She hasn't said who daddy. it is, but right. the godfather. There's speculation. She has a godfather. She does. And it's BJ Novak. BJ Novak from The Office. Do we yeah. recall? And every, you're so right, every like, BJ, he also looks just like yeah. Davy's love interest in. Mm-hmm. Ben? Yes. Yeah. And the comedian guys from Sex Lives with College Girls. Danny uh, Castellano, Mindy Project. Look, guys, art imitates life. Art imitates (laughs) life. But you're so right that, of course, like, it's so much easier to make art that you have some experience in. Like, if I ever got to that point, yeah, all my shows would be about little half-black gay boys from the Midwest. (laughs) Like, that's what I know, and that's what I'm going to write about. But it is just a matter of having more voices and more people of all sorts of colors in these spaces so that way they can start making characters that are different you don't have to just choose one indian character there's not just one black character there's not just one gay that like you have so many options to choose from Uh that you don't have to like be 
put into this box that like, right. oh, I guess I'll be Davy for Halloween. No, uh, literally. <laughs> I went through Halloween and I was like, who are my options? I can't yeah. bring back Princess Jasmine. Are you kidding me? It's from hundreds of years ago. That's not true. But, but. that's <laughs> kind of like one thing that I like about the sex lives of college girls is that they're untraditional stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The low-income student isn't a person of color. It's a white girl from Arizona. Yeah. The wealthy student isn't, well, there's Leighton who's wealthy, but there's also Whitney who's like, right. it's like one of the first times that I've seen like a black main character who's not like some angry black woman or sassy black friend. Like she's yeah. an athlete. Her mom's a senator. Like it's very, it's like, oh, this is like, and then the lesbian character isn't like a, quote, stereotypical lesbian. Like uh-huh. she's, Renee Rapp. Which, she's Renee Rapp. <laughs> she's yeah, Renee which is a Rapp, whole other thing. Period. Uh, um, yeah, and even with Bella, it's like yeah. she's not like the stereotypical nerdy mm-hmm. Indian girl. Like she wants to go into comedy, which again is rare in some spaces. But no, I think this, despite me hating how annoying Bella is, I still do think that it's a very realistic portrayal. Yeah. And I really like it whenever shows don't like force an audience to love their main character like yeah Mm. allow your character to have flaws that's totally fine um and boy does bella have flaws um i generally really love you know the chemistry amongst everyone and i think it's very beautiful kind of seeing issues like you briefly mentioned just latent coming to terms with her identity in general and like the acceptance of it by her friends and just all, I just, I really love the rawness. To go back to sex for a little bit, I felt like one thing that sex education kind of excels at is showing the realness and the rawness and the awkwardness of sex while sex lives of college girls, we don't really see a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not as, I don't want to say raunchy, but it's like, it's it's less... We don't see, like, the graphic stuff of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think there has been an interesting uh, conversation about just seeing sex on Mm -hmm. TV, whether people in our generation are comfortable with it. If they're not, do Mm. they prefer to see less sex on TV? Or do they want to see more sex? You know, you tell that story about being on the plane and feeling uncomfortable watching it in public. There have been so many times where I've either watched these shows or I start a brand new show not even knowing that sex is going to be that involved but the first scene deeply graphic and I'll maybe be with my family and they'll be like you need to turn that off right now so I think that that's also a very interesting conversation and also like whether it's actually adding to the plot or if they're just kind of showing it to show it which I sometimes feel with particular shows but with these two shows, like Sex Education, I feel like they show it because it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. The awkwardness and... It's part of the, the plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's part of the story. Looking back on kind of like the legacy of these shows and kind of how sex has been portrayed on TV in history, like the 50s, women couldn't even say X, Y, and Z, and then you get into the more like the 90s and they're talking about it more, and then the 2000s, and now these shows that it's all in the name, I feel like it's going to be a lot easier for young people to learn about their own bodies and discover right. what they like and dislike versus before when all we were seeing was those like, oh, like, it's so beautiful. It's such a yeah. wonderful thing. Like, no. And also I feel like sex education, I don't know how it was in your school, but 
it, I feel like it needs a little bit of a revamp in terms of. I don't think my school had it. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember it happening. I we yeah. had something in ninth grade about it, and which I thought was very good at the time, but I still feel like it didn't talk a lot about like sex between people of the same gender or. Uh-huh. Diving into all these different types of identities and sexualities that we have now, and I feel like these shows are kind of helping to like, okay, like, oh, if we can watch this on TV, right. maybe the schools will be like, oh, we like, can talk they're about already, it more openly yeah, there. exactly, it's right. gonna be less taboo to be like, oh, like, shh, you can't talk right. about that. Even showing a scene mm-hmm. as an example, yeah, I really love these shows, and mm-hmm. I really love what they're doing, and I'll also say. Everything that we've said in this podcast, we're not professional critics in any way. These are not just what we all. think. This is just what we believe in. I took one critical journalism, how to write a critique class in there college, and it did not go well oh, for me. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, so I'm not a critic whatsoever. I'm just, yeah. a, ge- I'm just a person. Yeah. And I, and I have my thoughts, and we're I watch these people. shows, and we're just regular people, which I think Who is— like to banter? Whoa. Well, there you go. Bringing it, it back in. Can we we should have like that? a banter tally each episode. Ooh, like how many times I you can were you say, say banter? I thought you were going to say we should have a button like the... Oh, the banter button? Uh, like the... And then you click it yes, and then it, banter. banter. Okay. Maybe not. Um, can we make that? We'll, we'll discuss. I'm sure some company can make a, a banter button. Yeah. If the anyone BB. out there. Tap Ooh. the BB. BB. Double B. Double okay. B. B squared. Any- <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, we'd but, love to hear yeah, your, your thoughts. thoughts. How have these shows affected you? Who did you identify with the most? Yeah. That's always fun to do. Um, did you hate these shows? I'd actually love to hear why you completely disagree with what we're saying. Yeah. If you do. Please. I yeah. take criticism not very well <laughs> but please we'll share we'll work on that throughout this we yeah, will yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can email us at banterly at immigrantlypod.com you can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at immigrantlypod and TikTok at immigrantlypodcast we are mm-hmm. all over the map yeah you should find us on the map come find us. us we are an immigrantly production and this was the first episode this was and the first episode And you can catch us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Banterly is produced by Shay Yu, written by us, the co-hosts, Aditi Misra, and Aidan Taylor. That's me. The executive producer and editorial review is done by Sadia Khan. Our sound designer and editor is Steve Martin. The Banterly theme music is by Simon Hutchinson. Other music is by Epidemic Sound. Thanks Thanks for for tuning tuning in. in. We had a blast. Yeah, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yes, every Wednesday on the dot. Mm -hmm. Every day that begins with W. Every day that begins with with W. You'll know where to find us. Come find us. (laughs) 